1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we kick off a new week in Scottish football St Johnston win the season's first piece of silverware Lifting the League Cup against Livingston Life under John Kennedy gets off to a winning start Speculation over the next Celtic manager continues A rare weekend off for Rangers Leaves the likes of Motherwell and St Mirren To pick up the big wins I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans.
2: Rare weekend off for Rangers, but they could be the title winners by Sunday if they beat Livy on Wednesday and St Mirren on Saturday and Celtic go down to Dundee United 24 hours later. That's how close we are to the end. Livy devastated by defeating the Betfred Cup final yesterday. What can they have left in the tank for Rangers' visit in two days' time? But congratulations to St Johnstone no major trophy win for 130 years and then two cups come along in the space of the last seven years well done manager Callum Davidson and good luck charm Sean Rooney the goal scoring hero of Hamden.
3: yeah it was another terrific weekend Gordon St Mirren's 1-0 win almost cements the top six position Kelly Take the spoils with Dundee United after straight eight, eight straight defeats And Motherwell get an important three points on the road Celtic win with a deflected odds And Edward to give John Kennedy his first uh, win as standing manager And congratulations to Callum Davison and his players Brilliant stuff for St Johnson guys 01419511025 That is the number you need To get
1: in touch with the guys tonight Put your point to the panel And if you would rather tweet You can find us over there At Clyde SSB. It is a Monday night though Which means you too Have got some big decisions to make mm. What was your result of the weekend Hugh? Uh, I think I know Some of the, the likely outcomes here What have you gone for?
2: How can you look beyond St Johnston 1 Libby 0 St Johnston now become Remarkably the team to have won more trophies than any other club in the last decade of Scottish football other than Celtic. They've got two, Celtic have got umpteen, but St Johnstone have got more trophies than anybody else other than Celtic in the last 10 years. Alex, they should yeah. be
1: everyone's result of the weekend, really, but I'll make you pick something else just for a bit of variety.
2: Yeah,
3: as I said earlier on, St Johnstone's tremendous. But I'm going to go for the Motherwell 2-0 win on the road. You know, they needed the points, which now gives them a seven-point gap to the playoff spot, gives them a breathing space. Uh, okay, goal of the weekend, here.
2: Hugh. Part of me says I should say Sean Rooney, but uh, trying to look beyond the cup final, Jordan Roberts at Easter Road. What a wonderful ball from Tony Watt into Jordan Roberts' path. That was Motherwell's first goal against Hibbs.
3: <laughs> I was actually going to go for that because I thought he was a stick-on to go with Rooney, but for the significance, I'm going to go for Rooney, Gordon. To win a trophy, as Hugh says. To- second one, and... Seven years is absolutely tremendous. Uh, what about your howler of the weekend,
1: Hugh Keevans? This is when you get to slag somebody, slaughter somebody, whether it's a referee, a goalkeeper, a striker, I don't know who's getting it tonight.
2: I award it to the Motherwell manager, Graham Alexander, for his bizarre performance on television after he had been red-carded at Easter Road and he was asked about the red card, they went into some bizarre routine. Take it from an old hand, Graham. All you have to say is, no comment on that subject, but thank you for asking.
3: I'm going to go for Greg. I think it was Greg Aitken was the referee, Gordon, for the St Mirren penalty. I didn't see any contact at all and uh, he awarded for his legs collapsing the play on the box.
1: All right, let's go. 01419511025. Get in touch, let us know what's on your mind. Pretty much everyone. I know, a quiet weekend for you Rangers fans, but everyone else almost involved over the weekend. So what did you make of it? Was it a good weekend, a bad weekend, somewhere in between? Of course, Celtic fans, maybe now the dust has... Settled a little bit How are you feeling about the managerial vacancy Anything new Any new names that you've come across over the weekend That you like to share Get in touch with the panel And let them know And of course between now and 8 o'clock We will look back on as many of the big talking points as we can Particularly that cup final 01419511025 Let's start with the game In the east end of Glasgow on Saturday So Celtic fans Life under John Kennedy What did you make of it? Did you see anything Different Was it all the same As you've seen all season Uh, And what about The managerial vacancy then Let's hear from you John Kennedy was more than Pleased with the first half um, Not so much the second half Against Aberdeen He was happy with how They saw the game out though After failing to do that In other games this season
4: I thought we started well. We came out with a real positive mindset to play, and you know, from the back, even if Aberdeen were going to press us, we wanted to try and play, which we did well. Got a good goal in terms of the way it worked, albeit a deflection. Other half chances, you know, the ball flashed across goal, which. Patrick Kamal just didn't get enough on. Ball drops to calm in the box, ball drops to Dave Tumble in the box, so had another chance he could probably pull the trigger earlier. So it was enough in the first half, it was, it was good for us. Second half, I thought we lost away a wee bit. Uh, Aberdeen started to put a bit of pressure on, we kind of got a bit stressed and a bit flustered and gave the ball away cheaply late at times. We just put ourselves under pressure, we just like it a bit of discipline in terms of being calmer and clearer in the mind to what we're doing. But in terms of the way we've seen the game out, it was pleasing. It feels like so many games this season where you've been 1-0, same situation, you can see, and I think you can see that in the players a little bit, you know, in terms of that subconsciously in the back of your mind because of it's happened, you know, it's an experience. So it's just small steps in terms of having that belief, even at 1-0, that you just keep doing the right things. And that will take you to 2-0 or it'll see the game through for you.
1: Alex, did you see anything different from John Kennedy's Celtic and... Could we really have expected much different in a couple of days anyway? Or was it subtle things?
3: What did you see? Well, I think he highlighted there that he tried to pull out for the back a little bit more. And um, I have to say, I thought in the first half they were quite... They managed to get a few combinations. Gordon get into very good areas, little give and goes round about the edge of the box. And as John just said there, the actual quality at that kind of most important part didn't quite come off for him. But, you know, they plugged away, got their, their, their break with the deflection. But it doesn't matter. how. I, I have no issues at all how it goes in the net is about actually taking a pot shot, particularly from that area, and it resulted in the three points. The second half was, you know, I think it was pretty much of what we've seen under Neil Lennon. You know, it was flat, you know, and they didn't really create a great deal. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Aberdeen didn't have any, uh, you know, cutting edge at the top end of the pitch. So it's an important win for them because obviously they wanted to get off and in, in the right footing with uh, John Kennedy. Uh, Hugh Ceevans, the dust has perhaps settled a little bit. It's been a weekend full of
1: various names getting thrown around. Have you changed your tune on anything going forward?
2: Um, I do offer this to you purely as speculation, but I do understand that Eddie Howe uh, has been spoken to by Celtic, but is also being spoken to by uh, other clubs in England. I thought the performance uh, on Saturday was fairly mundane. Scott Baines made a terrific save from Ash Taylor's header to prevent an Aberdeen goal. Celtic's goal was fortuitous. I think the loss of Greg Taylor is a blow. Um, He's going to be out for weeks. Ayer played very well in defence and he'll have to because there's a lot of work to be done between now and the remainder of the season. There are two games against Rangers to be played. Dundee United away on Sunday. As I say, it it could be if Celtic lost there. Rangers might be the champions on Sunday. So there's a, a lot of football still to be played. I just didn't think that there was anything uplifting about Celtic at the weekend.
1: One four one nine five one That is the number you need to get in touch tonight Let's kick off with Thomas in Darnley And see what he's got for us Thomas did you see any of the game at the weekend?
5: I did I watched the game uh, I uh, watched uh, every Celtic game And I just thought that it was absolutely it's, it's basically the worst Celtic team I've seen in years and years You know uh, I think basically not Nothing not against the boy John Kennedy at all uh, I think I uh, think it shouldn't have been in the dugout in the first place. Along with, uh well, I, I think that, that it should have walked the Neil Lennon in the first place. Uh, along with the, the, the boy Gavin Strack. and I think maybe McManus should have been in the dugout. And uh, I, I just think the whole club need, 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 uh, we, we need a lift again. We need to get the, the fans back on board again. And I think it's uh, to put John Kennedy in there. Uh, to be the manager, about well, kind of into the manager, a Celtic is. Uh, I don't agree with that at all.
1: Well, well, why know. Why not, though Thomas? Because I'd I'd see the point if there was still something realistically left to play for, right? If if Celtic were very much in the title race, um, but Neil Lennon left for whatever reason, and you felt like we we really need the right guy right now to make sure that we don't lose any ground. But given that the league is is done, what's what's the harm in putting a guy in? Who's been there knows the club a little bit of continuity to just see things out until the club can make some progress. I mean, it's not his fault. See, I
5: can see your point a bit, bit continuity, but uh, John, John Kennedy. I mean, obviously the the, the guy was uh, he looked a good prospect for Celtic when he was a younger guy, and he his career's cut short. And Celtic done the right thing by him, kind uh, of like sticking by him and, and getting him a getting him a job and all the rest of it. You know, he's been part of. It was part of what Neil, uh, Neil Lennon was trying to do it. Celtic and all the rest I think when Neil, when Neil either walked or was pushed out the door or whatever,
6: mm.
5: I think he should have... I think I think John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan and, and, and the guy Nicky Hammond, should, they, they should have walked as well. And I think it would have, been, it would have made more sense just to put uh, Stephen McManus in the dugout, basically. I think
2: John Kennedy... And Gavin Sarankin, that should have walked as well.
1: Right, Hugh Kevens, what do you think...
2: making of that? Um, Thomas is one of these supporters who disturbs me because the, the criticism of John Kennedy for me goes beyond football matters. It gets almost personal as if John Kennedy's some sort of charity case that Celtic were looking after. He's been at Celtic for a long time. He's done many jobs for Celtic since having to give up playing the game. And obviously it's a very difficult time and Celtic needed someone to guide the team from now until the end of the season. It would have been unfair on Stephen McManus to lump it on his shoulders. Unless Celtic were willing to go and get someone in to manage the club for the last eight games, then John Kennedy was the right one to do it. Who knows what happens at the end of the season, but... John Kennedy is trying his best to navigate a path between now and the end of the season It was the right thing to do
3: Yeah I said said, uh, maybe maybe two months ago, three months ago Gordon When uh, we were saying should Neil stay in post when I think it was two wins in 12 And uh, there was a feeling for a lot of Celtic fans that it was a collector of things They they weren't supporting Neil as well, John Kennedy and striking, And there was fans coming on going what are these guys bringing to the table as well and I just thought that it got that could be like, a wee bit more toxic, you know. I know Neil's taking the brunt of the majority of it, but there was these guys in the background as well. I said at that time, McManus and Tam McIntyre who takes the kids as well, and then it would be a clean sweep of the because I don't think these guys will be in post when it comes to the the crunch, when they're going to appoint a new manager. I don't think these guys will be in the backroom team. So I just felt as if it may well be important just to try and get everybody out the door at that particular time. Now, the Celtic board have decided to go with John Kennedy. He's been there for a long time in various positions, so I understand why they've done it. But I just thought it would be better to have a clean sweep uh, totally.
1: The thing is, Thomas, a lot of this, um, in some people's mind, a lot of the, the, the things that have gone wrong this season, um, some of it down to the fact perhaps that John Kennedy, Gavin Strachan, these weren't Neil Lennon's men you know, to begin with. They didn't come in with Neil Lennon, so why should they go with Neil Lennon?
5: No, 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 well, uh, the the point is, well, uh, Neil Lennon should uh, uh, have been a stronger manager. He should have been like, But well, uh, no, nothing, I've, I've got nothing personally against. I don't know John Kennedy. I'm just saying, John Kennedy, he, he's been there for for a long time, and I've got nothing against the guy. He was a good player for Celtic, and then he got his career cut short, and all the rest of it. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, and all the rest of it. What I'm saying he should have, he should have, me, he should have Neil Lennon. And Gavin Stratton should have met Manuel Lennon and the boy Nicky Hammond, My God, he he he's brought in uh, Bardcast and guys like that and all the rest. Of it. And the 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 boys that that Nicky Hammonds brought in to play the Celtic of of no Celtic class. Well,
1: There's and I, again, Hugh, that there is plenty of room for speculation and analysis on uh, Nicky Hammonds' role and Nicky Hammonds' future, but that's. The whole point of a club structure is so that you don't have to throw everything out Now that doesn't always work But Neil Lennon and, and Nicky Hammond aren't bound together Nicky Hammond is, is the head of recruitment He doesn't have to go just because Neil Lennon goes If that decision is to be made in the summer or whatever Then then so be it But it, it's, it doesn't have to be that it's automatic One follows the other
2: No, I'm sure the decision will be taken on Nicky Hammond in the summertime, but Celtic have to negotiate eight games, well, seven, now that uh, the Aberdeen match is out of the way. And you don't need the club to be destabilised any more than it has already been destabilised by the chief executive announcing his retirement mid-season, by the manager uh, going from the club after the defeat to Ross County. That's as much destabilisation as Celtic can handle for the moment. So they have the the remaining games to play. Again, I include the two against Rangers. Important in terms of the club's prestige, if you like, that they try and at least get one win against Rangers, and so on and so forth. There may be a Scottish Cup, we don't know yet, but there may be a Scottish Cup to be negotiated. It was right to leave John Kennedy, bring in Stephen McManus to assist him, and see out the remainder of the season. Thomas, pleasure to speak to you That was
1: Thomas in Darnley Let's go straight on to Jerry, Who's a Celtic fan in North Yorkshire What's on your mind tonight, Jerry? Hi Gordon, how are you doing? You alright? Yes, good uh, I think uh, we have to uh, Look back to
7: The type of appointment we had Kind of with Brendan Rodgers, Gordon I think uh, he captivated the whole club With his When he came And I think We have to get back to The best coach at the club I think should be the head coach or the manager. And I think they lost that with Neil Lennon. That's clearly not the case. And I think they have to go back to that type of point. If I was going British, I think if we go British, I would go all out to get Sean Dice from Burnley. I think he cuts a very frustrated figure there. With the, the, eh, the behind-the-scenes situation at the club. I think he would, he's used to work on a limited budget, if you like. And I think he would realise the opportunity at Celtic a rebuild. And if we're going European-wise, I think there's two outstanding candidates, two outstanding candidates working at several type clubs of Celtic. I think the young, 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 uh, great coaches, Jesse Marsh at RB Salzburg, again, doesn't work on a great, huge budget. Great reputation, improving players, just like Brendan did. And also, I don't know if Alex came across him in England at some time, Carlos Carvajal at uh, Sheffield, uh, when he was at Sheffield Wednesday, uh, very good things at FC Braga Both reputa- both great reputations As outstanding coaches And I think they would Relish the chance Of a rebuild at Celtic
1: We always preface this stuff Hugh by s- s- Acknowledging that Celtic are going to get A new chief exec Possibly a director of football And therefore it's difficult To predict with any real Accuracy What, what type of Appointment it's going to be However That's where we're at And that's what football fans do And Gerry's for instance Thrown Sean Dyche into the the mix what would you make of that
2: well for me sean dyche comes into the same category as eddie howe uh, you know they've done well at burnley and bonemouth but celtic at this particular juncture is an altogether different job mainly because steven gerrard is at ibrooks and rangers are a model of stability behind the scenes they've got recruitment nailed down they've got uh in Michael Beale, someone who's excellent with the players, Gary McAllister's there to assist Stephen Gerrard, everything in Rangers Garden is rosy. Celtic, in all probability, will lose Odson, Edward and Christopher Ayer in the summertime. That's a massive blow to a team that's not doing well anyhow. So it's a very complex, very demanding job. I do think that just plucking someone out of the air from Salzburg or Braga doesn't necessarily do it for me and neither does Sean Dyche, you know, who spent all his time in England playing survival football at Burnley uh, it's a very very difficult job, I think Celtic have got their work cut out here because Brendan Rodgers was a proven coach of high ability, he was also available because he had been let go by Liverpool I'm not sure there's a man of that Calibre out there And free to go just now
1: I wonder if you'd have been A bit unfair on Sean Dyche And by the way I have no idea If he's going to be Anywhere near the running But you say he's done you know, A good job at Burnley You could suggest That keeping Burnley In the Premier League For six seasons Or whatever it is Is an outstanding job And you say survival football But that's, be- that's because He's at Burnley And he got, he got them into Europe He's obviously In a, a smaller budget People talk about Playing style But how do you know That with a bigger budget And a dominant side that, that it would be the same Alex Ray
3: Listen I, I said I said at the weekend Sean Dice would be a possible candidate Because Hugh's right You see the, the Brendan Rodgers of the world They're not really available Gordon Because of their, their Kind of kudos Within the game uh, They got Brendan at the right time It suited him To, to come up uh, To Glasgow And one of the things That Thomas mentioned the first caller Was an important uh, Factor as well Brendan Rodgers got to appoint his backroom staff Whereas Neil Lennon didn't And I think that would hampered it in a lot of ways as well Because you want your own guys, you feel comfortable with them And so I think that's a factor So whoever comes up will most certainly get their own uh, uh, backroom staff Going back to the whole structure again Gordon Because you're going to get a director of football What type of Because when I was in Belgium The director of football picked the players that he signed And then the coach came in and coached them And believe me, if it didn't work it was down to your lack of coaching ability that, you know, it wasn't nothing to do with his signing mm. uh, policy. So it will depend on there. what what can kind I of say they have in signing players as a collective thing? And it'd be interesting to find out off the Celtic hierarchy what that model mm. was. Now, going back to the actual manager uh, appointment, there's so many different factors. If you go foreign, you are really running the risk because there's a lot of foreign managers who have came and done okay. And then there's other ones who have actually kind of died a death. So it's important to actually get the right one and the appointment will be everything. And they'll have to buy into the structure because I, I would be surprised if Nicky Hammond survived on the back of last year's uh, debacle with the players that he signed. Hey, I mean, Jerry Brendan Rodgers
1: wasn't too long off the back of finishing, was it, second in the English Premier League. So yep. may, maybe getting that level is, is, is difficult. Is, is Sean Dyche about as close to that as you can... You can see, or is is that the sort of closest suggestion? Absolutely,
7: I think absolutely, because Brendan obviously used it as a stepping stone for other things, and I think obviously, I think the same case could be same case could be made for Sean Dyche for two or three seasons again in Celtic. Then you could obviously a top top six, top eight club again in the, the Premiership. Mm-hmm. But regarding the European managers, was talking about, and Alex, I think that like, we have to get away from this whole Celtic thing. Have to know Celtic, have to know the city. I think football's moved on from that now Move, Football's moved on from guys like Neil Lennon I think it's far too much Much more A uh, modern way of uh, coaching now and managing now So it is mm-hmm.
1: Yep that's a very fair point Jerry. We'll leave it there Thank you Jerry, in North Yorkshire 01419511025 Good time to call Because we're getting travel You could be up next
0: You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here you can get in touch on the phones or on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB I threw it out there on Twitter I'm going to start doing this now because every Monday for Quite a while now We ask you for your goal of the weekend Result of the weekend Howler Thought we'd put it out there on Twitter So that people can tell you Why you're wrong Because you're, you're always wrong <laughs> Do you know what I mean um, Did you get any response? I did Twitter? Lewis Farmer has tweeted in And he says Right hold on Why was this not someone's goal of the weekend And he sent me a clip And do you know what See in fairness You mentioned this to me in Martin. the office Yep It's the very one was McGuff- McGuffey
3: McGuffey yes Left footer Beautiful That actually reminds me Of the one I scored against Germany In the quarter That's finals. not about you Alright oh, okay But uh Mine was against Kloss But it's, McGuffey's wasn't too bad Gordon I have to say It was a lovely strike Lovely setback mm-hmm. On the angle of the box Just drills it into the far corner Beautiful he, goal You should have gone for it But uh, there was a lot to choose for yes. That's fine Right um, On the phones
1: 01419511025 uh, Let's bring in Scott Who's a Rangers fan From Falkirk And see what he's got For us Hi Scott Hi Gordon How you doing How you doing guys All good how here What's it? your point tonight Scott Hi Hi Gordon I'll tell you what it is I was wanting to speak to Alec
8: About uh, if you to pick a Rangers Player of the
1: Year For the season so far How would they go for Ooh We're going in early I don't mind that though Since this could well be the week um, the, the title's wrapped up
3: Either Tavernier Or uh, Stephen Davis I would have to say I think Right, elaborate uh, Well, obviously Tavernier's statistics Speak for the cell Gordon I think it's 17 goals Something like 12 or 13 assists From a right back That's just ridiculous stats And I just think In terms of consistency Over the piece I think Stephen Davis No. Listen, I know Alan McGregor's had such a, a, a lot of shutouts this year And he's put up some brilliant saves But over the piece, either Davis or uh, uh, Tavenier Scott, are you going with one of them or is there another name?
8: I'll tell you what it is Gordon, I'll tell you what it is uh, Many moons ago you mentioned uh, with the late Tommy Burns That Andy Gordon broke his heart mm-hmm. And I was just going like to say to Alec I think Alan McGregor by far has saved Rangers in the last three or four games uh, even at nothing each against Dundee United, he pulled off three good saves against St Johnston. He pulled off two good saves at nothing each. Hamilton, he was there all throughout the game until the last minute, and even in the Celtic game. I just think a goalkeeper's worth 10 or 15 points to you, and I can appreciate Davis and Tavernier have been outstanding. But I'm sure Alec will agree. Andy Gorham, Alan McGregor. These guys at the back Are worth their
3: weight in gold McGregor's frightening And I think they're actually Trying to to tie him up In another year again It'll go down to If if he's still got the desire The hunger to kick on For another year Same as Stephen Davis And you don't get contracts Gordon at that time Unless they're pulling up trees You know normally They're very and of shy about getting out contracts but because of the level of performance we can we, and I take, and I take uh, Scott's point on board I think Alan McGregor's been sensational mm. but there's been so many times when the back four are not even
1: allowed a goal a with shot. no criticism at all aimed at Alan McGregor Scott do you think he's been busy enough to be player of the year you're right in some of those games right. that you mentioned Celtic and, and Dundee United recently but so much praise well, this season has gone to the back four and I remember a spell where people were phoning up and saying the opposition sure. didn't even get a shot on goal at Ibrox Alan McGregor's been great when called upon Has he been busy enough to be Player of the Year?
8: Gordon, with all due respect See, against Dundee United The first three chances went to Dundee United So Rangers could, as, as uh, Gerard says Rangers could adapt and look to see how the other team's playing But if McGregor was not there with the Shanklin one We could have been one or nothing, 2 or nothing down In the first 5, 10, 15 minutes
1: Oh, yeah, no, no doubt about it on that game Hugh and others It's just player of the year will always come down to A body of work over the season
2: I agree with uh, Alec Ray I think it's between Tavernier Who is the second top goal scorer in the league After odson Edward, Which is a remarkable or Stephen Davis, just a veteran giving a masterclass in the middle of the park. Alan McGregor gets a BAFTA for his television appearance after the draw with Hamilton Ackies for the way he summed up the game. But if you're Rangers, you've played 30, you've lost none, and you've only lost nine goals all season in the league, nah, the goalkeeper can't really get player via. Scott, they're not having it gone. On. One final sales pitch. Sorry guys.
1: What I was going to say was even like against St Johnston, uh, was it Golson
8: made a mistake, he let him in, he let the ball run past him and then they had to make two two saves. I'm trying to think of a was it Hollander as well in that game, you're seeing yourself, McGregor's making crucial saves at nothing each. If one of them goes in it's a totally different game, At Ibrox wherever it is. And then see the game against Hamilton. See if he watches it again and I think they blame Tavernier or Davis had to cover and, and the goal that Hamilton scored. See, Barisic, he actually ducked out the way when the guy hit the ball. And you're saying to yourself, see if you're three or four yards out and you duck out the way. McGregor has to be there to make a save. It was actually embarrassing. It was actually embarrassing that Barisic is ducking out the way. Last five minutes against Hamilton and McGregor is asked to call, been called upon to save the two of them. And unfortunately, he couldn't save the second one. Alan, Alan,
1: Alan McGregor's uncle Scott Is making a great Great effort on the line I must admit He's even He's convinced me I don't get a vote But if I did I'd be out there uh, Tonight The other one I was going I was going to ask about Was, was Conor Goldson Just for that consistency yeah. And I think he's okay, played In every game hasn't he Yeah I was going to say The amount of minutes
3: Yeah look, listen I think I think the whole back line Has been really and Listen Gordon See when you look through The course of the season I think Rangers players Have shown a level of consistency Throughout the course I just think With Tavenier statistics the, the clean sheets at the back Goals, assists I think he'll very much Be in the front and running But I have to say Stephen Davis And, and I think Hugh says He it, it orchestrates everything He slows it down Kind of kind of speeds it up When it matters And I think he's been there th- Throughout the crucial period As well Stephen Davis
1: uh, Hugh you alluded to this Earlier on This is The week where, where Rangers could be Champions By the end of the week They need certain things To go their way um, But it, it could be That this is your Final Monday On the show Without knowing f- for sure, uh, the destination of that title.
2: Yeah, I mean, I look at Livingston, I feel sorry for David Martindale. The players were clearly distressed. Marvin Bartley in particular at the end of the game uh, yesterday against St Johnston. I I cannot see them lifting themselves off the floor against Rangers on Wednesday night. Then uh, St Mirren go to Ibrooks on Saturday. Jim Goodwin has worked wonders at St Mirren but they've had such a glut of games that they're practically out on their feet uh, I can't see them get anything at Ibrooks. and then it comes down to Sunday at Tanadise and uh, what what form of Celtic team turns up uh, they struggled there earlier in the season it took in a Yeti goal near the end to get them the points at Tanadise so it's a big weekend for Rangers and for Celtic
3: yeah, I've listened to Hugh there talking about In terms of, I think it was 1-1 in the last six Livingston's form has actually dipped after that absolutely amazing run, Gordon And it's just trying to pick yourself back up But if one of the old firmer come to town Then the players might get a little bit of motivation For their to kind of You always play that a little bit better When you're playing against a bigger team So that's my only defence Where uh, Livingston are going to go from here on in But I still uh, most certainly secure a top six place uh, okay, thank you to Scott in Falkirk Fallon Alan McGregor gets player of the year He'll be right back on
1: so <laughs> told you. On. I told you three uh, 01419511025 uh, That's the number you need Let's go back and bring in Alex Who's in Canada
6: tonight Hi Alex Hi, how you doing, guys? I hope everybody's keeping well and safe.
1: Brilliant, Alex. The wonders of modern technology is that your delay in Canada is actually shorter than Hugh Keevan's delay in Bearsden. So I'm delighted with that, I must admit. <laughs> give, give
2: us your point.
6: Yeah, it's fantastic. We're in the middle of a big snowstorm here as well, so we're getting like three feet of snow, so it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Listen, what I was wanting to talk about, guys, was uh, I was listening to the last caller, and I absolutely agree with him. Alan McGregor is Mannery, mannady match most, most weeks. I mean, his saves, not just against D United and Hamilton and Celtic, against Royal Antwerp, the guy was through on him, one-on-one, and there he is again, spread-eagled, fantastic save. Rangers will pull back up the park, score later on, make it a bit more comfortable. He does it time after time, and for his age, you know, uh, he's still running about like he's 25, 26. Uh, he, you can't buy that experience. We're, we're, I mean, Celtic can't buy a goalkeeper for five million. He's absolutely a dross. You know what I mean? And we're, we're hanging on to Alan McGregor, hanging on to Alan McGregor like crazy, wishing he was ten years younger. I mean, I just, I know, I can see Tavernier's stats are fantastic, but he takes a lot of penalties. You know what I mean? And the back four have been fantastic, but when Alan McGregor's been needed, he's there every single time. There hasn't been a time he's not been there. You have not thought you know I mean you have any thought to yourself, ah, I could have done better there, you know, you thought, oh, wow, what another save. You know, I just wondered what Alex and Hugh had to think about that.
1: Hugh is a man who outperforms his age, you given that, is that an extra um, feather in the cap of Alan McGregor?
2: I think we might have to strike a special award for Alan McGregor because you know, if the Rangers fans all feel that way, then okay, who are we? To uh, to disagree with them. I, I just think it would be peculiar Uh, Given that Rangers have run over all the opposition in front of them, have lost no games, uh, have been transformed this season from the two previous seasons under Steven Gerrard. I would just, on a personal level, find it peculiar if the goalkeeper got the the Player of the Year award.
1: Um, Gordy, to be fair, is on says Alan McGregor's been too untested to be Player of the Year. Even the Dundee United game, their goalie had a few cracking saves. Um, most
3: games I could have been our goalie, uh, says Gordy. So we're, we're getting a bit of a, a mix on there. As I said earlier on, Gordon, Stephen Davis, 44 games. But I was wondering where Alec was going there when he said spread eagle. So thankfully he kind of clarified <laughs> that for us. But um, I have to uh, say, he's been absolutely tremendous, Gordon. So see, the thing is, see when these guys were playing and they were coming back to the club, you weren't quite sure what you're going to get because we have seen elder players come back, not have a big impact. These two guys, and I think the importance of them actually won titles in an earlier period, you know. Uh, 10-12 years ago For Rangers Has been pivotal To this season And I think they've been brilliant But as I said Alan's been great But no player played a year for me
1: I think there'll be a, a longer conversation To be had on this In the coming weeks And months Alex um, Alex on the line I'm talking to But just quickly then Do you think Alan McGregor will be The Rangers goalkeeper Next season?
6: Yeah I do I, I, do. I don't see how we can lose them. I mean, it costs 10 million to replace them. We don't have 10 million to replace them. Celtic can't replace their goalkeeper. Telling you, Celtic would have had a better season if they'd had a good goalkeeper who's organising their back four. I mean, the back four's doing a great job, but who do you think's organising that back four? It's Alan McGregor. He's telling them where to be when, when the the guys are running off them and stuff like that. He's screaming at them, he's shouting at them, he's got them organised. You know, he's a captain on the field. You know, you know what I mean. You can't have too many captains, and when we when we lose him, I don't know what Rangers are going to do. You know what I mean? Because when you're one, when you're only winning one 0 and the game's edgy, you still feel Alan McGregor's there. You know he's he's got it. You know and it's not until you're a couple of goals up that you're you're feeling oh well. Then you know they can have a shot, and if they get one, they get one. You know, but you know he's he's mm-hmm. there at nil nil. He's there at one 0 He's there at four 0 You know, he's organising it. You see him from his interviews alone. You know, he doesn't want to lose a goal at 40 years old. You know what I mean? He could still play in the Premiership. When he played at Hull, he was playing fantastic. He just wasn't playing in a great team. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I I think he's been the best signing Stephen Gerrard's brought back.
1: Alright, thank you very much That was Alex uh, Somewhere in the middle Of a snowstorm In New Brunswick, Canada We wish you well Alex, hopefully we'll hear From you soon After the snow melts And it means it's another Good time for you To get in touch 01419511025 Let's hear from
0: you 01419511025 This is Scottish Football's League Leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here I was about to say we've got an update on The resumption of the lower leagues and women's football And grassroots and all the rest of it But the update is that there's no real update The Scottish FA have published something this afternoon um, But it basically says that they're awaiting a final decision From ministers over lifting the suspension Leagues 1 and 2, the Scottish Cup, the SWPL 1 and 2 all suspended in January Um... As you know, you know, away from football, a phased return of schools has started. Stay-at-home restrictions are due to be lifted in April. Um, but ultimately, the Scottish FA say we look forward to hearing when and in what circumstances those leagues which have been suspended can return to training and ultimately to playing.
2: I read uh, our own Fraser Wishart at the weekend uh, campaigning for the return of League 1 and League 2. Uh, however, the idea is on hold and I think in the middle of a pandemic, Uh, when lots of people are putting themselves out to to win this battle against COVID-19, I will happily leave it in the hands of the medical authorities, because we, the game of football, should not be dictating to them. Uh, They should be advising and doing their best to look after people's health.
1: Yeah, yeah, I ultimately I agree with that sentiment, Alex, but at the same time, let's hope that everything has been done uh, because this means a lot to a lot of people and it's alright talking about Leagues 1 and 2 and Saturday afternoon and us in here looking at the results but think of what this game means to, to kids and, and their yeah. health and well-being physically and mentally so it, it is vital that, that we, we try everything we can to get it back on soon and I take Hugh's point that's not me saying ignore yeah. right, but we, if you look at the, the, the bigger picture without getting too uh, political or medical, we seem to be heading in a decent direction, yeah. And hopefully,
3: that re- is reflected in our return soon. Gordon, when you says that you were actually going to read something out there, I actually get to kind of listen to what you're actually saying, partly from my own sanity as well to try and get out and try and get a bit of exercise, play with the boys. You know, you know how much we look forward to it, and it's affecting everybody for our age all the way down to, to grassroots. So, the quicker we get everybody back in a safe. Uh, way then The better it will be For everyone Right we're about to Speak to Mark and Hamilton Let's hear a bit more From John Kennedy Because
1: I think these Subjects might overlap John Kennedy says He fully expects Clubs to show an interest In Christopher Ayer This summer Kennedy says He was great on Saturday And says the defender Is always trying to improve
4: Terrific You know in, in terms of I've known Chris Since he came into the club I remember him coming in trial You know he's, he's a great character A great leader For a young player In terms of how he conducts himself The way he works It's a big performance from him today You know if I get a wee bit tired towards the end but even when he was tired he was still throwing himself in front of things, he was getting his head and things, Um, and we know he's a good footballer. So uh, again a part of Chris's game which we've always tried to work on is that aggression in the box, that defending the box, which because he was a number ten, the midfielder for so long, you know, as a kid, it's not instinctive as much, you know, a bit slowly but surely you can just see that part of his game coming in, you know, and that'll give him confidence in that today as well. I've no doubt that there'll be interest in him, you know, because when you've got good players like Chris, who's still a very young player as well, international player the profile is with the speed and technical quality and the size. There's gotta be interesting, no doubt about it. But again, when that when that comes it'll be the club and Chris and everybody else to make that decision.
1: Mark in Hamilton take it away.
4: Hi Gordon, Hugh, Alec, how are we doing? Oh good thank you. Good.
9: I'll tell you I just right on that point about Chris Ayer. I heard you talking about the lad earlier on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Edward leaving. Edward definitely a loss um I don't know about Chris Ayer. Hugh had given him a bat of stick along with a lot of Celtic support, including myself, at the start of the season, and very easily pushed off the ball, the lad. He's, he's not strong at all. I heard the boy Kennedy talking about him there. I don't agree with that at all. Mm. Just For me, if they get a good 10-0 enough in and out, more than that, I would bite the hand off them and take it, because there's better centre-half than that lad out there. Hugh?
2: I think in adversity, Chris Iyer has come to the fore of late for Celtic. Julianne, unfortunately for him, uh, has had to go out because of a long-term injury. Shane Duffy, it just did not work out when he moved here on loan from Brighton. Uh, Stephen Welsh is still at the apprentice stage in his career, but is in there beside Chris Iyer. And Chris Iyer at the moment is the bedrock of the defence because they've lost, as I say, Greg Taylor. I don't think Laxalt is uh, as good as Taylor. And uh, there's a bit of uncertainty in that back four. And Chris Ayer at the moment, and yes, you're absolutely right, uh, Mark. I was critical of him and have been critical of him and Julian in the past. But in recent times, Ayer has really come to the fore. And if Ayer were not there at this moment, I would shudder to think how Celtic would be.
3: I, uh, Gordon, see you looking at the weekend I thought I had done really well There was a lot of balls coming into the box And he managed to get kind of important headers onto it um, I think when you look at his ball uh, skills coming out for the back He can trap 40-50 yards into the opposition half uh, And I think that's his big asset Because he can drive into places, commit players to come to him And then he pick people off And for me, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why there's big clubs looking at him I think defensively can improve. If we go back to the early, earlier parts of the season, uh Julian and Ayer were kinda called out in some some you know, against the big physical centre fault. So they were really struggling at times and uh I think a lot of Celtic fans at that time were saying we need a no nonsense centre half who can put his head in, hence the reason why they went for, for Duffy as well. So uh, I think they're still uh, work in progress, but you have to factor in, he's only twenty two. Yeah, I I would be surprised if he's here next year, Celtic Will either trying to get him to extend his contract. Which I don't think he'll do at this late stage. Gordon, get into the last year. Gives the player all the power. Particularly with big clubs looking at him. And I think it'll be a case of cashing in in the summer. uh, Because I think, again, these players know. They've got agents and things. They can get bigger deals elsewhere.
1: I mean, Mark, there are very few. I I don't know if there there are any. Maybe David Turnbull and a couple of others that would get real pass marks from you Celtic fans, I would imagine. Listening to the calls this season. You've not been uh, too impressed with the players. So... Is Christopher Fryer's form over the piece not just in line with everyone else? So you really writing him off as a as a player altogether? Mm,
9: at Celtic, I'm Gordon Yes, uh, I don't know what My teams are going to come in for this, but um, I can't wait to see what they are. I'll tell you that.
1: Again, Alex, the age. I, I, I'm not Christopher Fryer's agent. I'm not here to I'm not here to tell you what I think at all, really. But the fact that he's 22, played so many games. Played
3: International, Internationally
1: yeah. as well um, Like you see the, the way he carries the ball Mark sounds like He's not sure That teams will be looking At Christopher Iyer But would you would you Disagree with him Yeah
3: uh, for me Gordon It's going to be A continental team You know I think Down in England It's a lot more physical And you know you get bigger uh, Centre uh, forwards with Better movement and things So I would be really surprised If he went to the English Premiership I think he's suited To maybe Italy Or Spain uh, Just because of that style uh, And I think he get away With it A bit possession based As, as well So um, but I think it was interesting listening to John Kennedy He's obviously worked with him a lot more than most people And when he's kind of talking about a leader of men And, and that type of thing When you're 22 and you're going to get kind of put in that bracket I still think he's got a wee bit to go defensively I think he's got frailties there And I think that's partly to do with he was a, a midfielder by trade and, and as you're going along you're It's a different proposition at the back And you have to put yourself in right areas and things But you know he's, he's a giant of a guy He's, he's mobile uh, and I think uh, I've seen signs at the weekend in particular where when the balls come out of the bolts you have to get that first contact. Hugh?
2: Well, I, I go back to the point, we can only deal with the here and now, of course it's a business decision with uh, Christopher Ayer's contract running down Celtic would have to um, make the most of his value, however in the here and now with seven games to be played Christopher Ayer is holding the defence together. He's a one-man defensive rock at the moment. And uh, I, I do think the Celtic fans should be more appreciative of him right now. What will be, will be in the summer.
1: What about the bigger picture, Mark? Have you seen anything over the weekend, now that you've had a couple of days to, to maybe get your head around things? Anything that jumps out at you managerial-wise?
9: Uh, no gone. I watched the game on Saturday. I this just the same... Same team Same substitutes Same minutes Nothing's changed there Let the lad take it To the end of the season And then I think it's Cuttings for For John Kennedy
1: What what were you expecting Mark? Because I've had a tweet in here as well Right It's along similar lines Um, Where was it again? Uh, Rondo says John Kennedy had an opportunity To lay down a marker But he blew it with the same old stuff Fresh players like Karamoko Connell Henderson And a change of system But he took the easy option Expecting a different outcome is it not a bit much to expect Mark That John Kennedy rocks in and all of a sudden Rips up a full start in 11 And plays guys that have presumably been Not good enough to play for the rest of the season
9: uh, that, That's that uh, it's, it's, You've got to take your chance you've got in got a great game If he wants to become Celtic man or, or everybody's touting him for as well He's got a great chance that's, that's when you've got to step up to the plate And take it and see what else you can do yeah. It was just the same old, same old
1: yeah but I, 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 know that's what, I, I get that But you're saying take your chance So does that mean that a manager needs to come in And make six, seven, eight changes to a team And like I say the guy that Maybe not you but the tweet I just read out Is talking about bringing in guys that have been, been Nowhere near the team is, At what point do you ask yourself Why have those players been nowhere near the team It can't all be Neil Lennon's fault surely
9: No but I watch the games as Gordon Knight Like everybody else And sometimes it's crying out for a change On half time at Celtic and going back to Neil Lennon and John Kennedy it was crying out for change and it was just the same old bring the same players out again they're saying half and it's just started the same again Nothing changed it was the same in fact to me if it's, it's the lads had been stunt at Celtic and it's uh, gone for them it's, it's again my opinion uh,
1: alright Mark we'll leave it there thank you very much that was Mark and Hamilton
0: the pundit with the Scottish sun for the best football news and opinion online slash football
1: right we've got work to do on beat the pundit this week cuz this cannot go on any longer two weeks in a row these smug pundits have wiped the floor with you lot at home two clean sweeps in a row every night last week Every night the week before, it was a pundit victory on Beat the Pundit. That ends tonight. Come on, 0141 951 1025. Please put them in their place. The lines close at seven o'clock.
0: Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray are here 0141 1025 to get in touch on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. We started off looking back the Celtic's win against Aberdeen Life under John Kennedy What next in the managerial situation? Uh, an impromptu discussion about Rangers Player of the Year Just ignited yeah. on the phones That's the beauty of the show It can happen uh, We're going to hear We're going to be joined live on the show uh, By at least one And I'll explain why in a minute Of St Johnston's League Cup final heroes as well Let's do this first
0: Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
1: I'm, de- I'm really serious about this I, I've, I could not be more serious We need a victory It'll, Tonight would be preferable But at some point this week We cannot have Three clean sweeps in a row For the pundits That is unthinkable Joe in Port Glasgow Tell me you're the man To end this run
6: uh, no, I'm, God. I'm the man
1: Good Yes that's what I like Confident fighting talk Heads It's Hugh Kevin's Tails It's Alex Ray Up against Joe in Port Glasgow And it's heads The vaccinated one Has been in good form Joe During lockdown I must warn you
2: no, nope, but I'm happy. I'm like, a legend, so I'm more than happy. Hugh, you up for it? Well, I, I was, I was tatty on Friday, let's be honest. I won one oh, so you did. Friday, oh, Joe. Horrible. It was <laughs> the scruffiest victory you've ever seen. A win's a win,
1: Horrible. Uh, right, yeah. okay. What we'll do is we'll make Hugh Keevens disappear. I always like saying those words. And uh, it's just you and I now, Joe. 30 seconds on the clock. You're up against Hugh, and you can pass. That's all you need to know. You ready? Ready Right good man 30 seconds going on the clock And your time starts now Sean Rooney started his professional career With which Scottish League 2 side? Aloua What country is Patrick Klamala from? Poland In what year did Livingston last win the Scottish League Cup? Oh,
10: 2006 Who's bottom
1: of the Scottish Championship?
11: Uh, Morton
1: Name any current St Johnston player Who played in the 2014 Scottish Cup final? Jason Kerr uh, Paul Lambert's just parted company With which club
12: uh, At the switch Okay
1: Let's bring We'll bring Hugh Keevans back Where's that button Here we go Hugh Keevans can you hear us I certainly can Great Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Sean Rooney started his professional career With which league two side Queen's Park uh, What country is Patrick Klamala from Poland in what year did Livingston last win this Scottish League Cup? Uh, 2004 Who is bottom of the Scottish Championship? Um, that would be... Uh, pass Name any current St Johnstone player who played in the 2014 Scottish Cup Final Stevie May Okay, okay did I hear you flick through your newspaper To try and look for who was bottom of the championship table <laughs> I cannot believe what I've just witnessed oh, Hold on a second um, Let me think <laughs> you shameless, honestly well, it's still, I got
2: it <laughs> I know how, how poor was that, Alex? <laughs> I was I oh, couldn't even uh, read a paper quickly enough Joe, that,
1: that does show his age right Because on on radio quiz shows now, there'll always be an accusation Were you Googling that? He's sifting through his newspaper Honestly, what chance have you got, Joe? Right, I'm, I'm assuming that he didn't he didn't look the rest up in the newspapers so Let's find <laughs> out uh, Sean Rooney started his professional career with which League 2 side? It is Queen's Park So Hugh Evans goes 1-0 in front um, What country is Patrick Klamala from? He is from Poland, so I think you both get that So it's 2-1 To Hugh. The third question in what year did Livingston last win the Scottish League Cup? I must admit, Joe, at this point I knew you were in trouble because how he's plucked two thousand and four out of the air
2: I will never know. But I'll tell you why.
1: Go on then. Found it in the newspaper? No, no
2: <laughs> Davey Hayes An old, old friend of mine It was Davey Hayes Triumph that day For Livingston And Bobby Williamson Was the Hibs manager Another old, old, old friend of mine
1: right. Okay, 3-1 to Hugh Keevans Who's bottom of the championship It's Alawa None of you went for Alawa uh, Name any current St Johnstone player Who played in the 2014 Scottish Cup final Do you know what Joe, I'll, uh, Jason Kerr was an alright guess But it, 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 as alright as a wrong answer can be David Witherspoon, Michael O'Halloran or Stevie May So Hugh is on fire, 4-1 up But you did pull one back because you got through uh, an extra question Paul Lambert has just parted company With which club the answer is Ipswich So you got a 2 on the board Joe But unfortunately the vaccination's given him an extra lease of life He's flying and beat the pundit and he's won again Hardlines?
6: No, nope,
2: happy to lose the humour, don't you? Well done, Joe. Nice to hear from you.
1: Very amicable. I don't like yes. that either. I like, it, I like a bit uh, of needle. I know. Like I like some tackles flying. In.
2: To be fair, he's doing well. Moral to the story now, of course, was that buy a newspaper with less pages. Honestly, I cannot believe that. That is, that's. <laughs> Russell.
1: I'll never forget Hugh, Hugh even stalling for time <laughs> as he flicked through his newspaper to look at the league table. <laughs> shameless. Absolutely shameless. <sighs> uh, right. 01419511025 one one oh two five. That is the number you need if you want to get in touch with the guys tonight. We are on. Twitter as well, but at Clyde SSB. Still lots to get through uh, between now and eight o'clock. But the big game, not only yesterday, but over the weekend, was that Scottish League Cup final. We referenced it on Beat the Pundit, and I'm delighted to say one of St Johnson's cup winning heroes joins us live on the phones. Goalkeeper Xander Clark. How are you, Xander?
10: I'm good, mate. I'm good. Yeah. Come in a bit since yesterday But all good
1: <laughs> I was going to say And I know these are different times Because Well listen There's not a lot we can do But I, I did wonder how you boys Would be feeling today what, what, what sort of celebration Were you able to To put together
10: um, Listen well, we just had a When we went back Into the change room The boys with Big Rooney had the music on And <laughs> It was one of them That we just Finished at Hamden And then Back Back home um, It was Sort of Cup so of tea and know,
1: in bed For 9 o'clock
10: I uh, but back, in, back into training this morning So it was Because um, obviously we'll get the game on Wednesday So it was business as usual Business as usual for us
1: That must be What's it? What was it like then, emotionally? Sum it up for us yesterday That feeling of getting your hands in the trophy
10: Ah, uh, it, it, it's hard to put into words um, It was just that Sort of feeling of pure joy When you hear the, the full time whistle going I actually think the I get more out of a relief when I seen the the fourth official put two minutes of injury time up at the end of the game, and we had a free kick beating Livingston's half. I think I got more out a relief for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, to sort of sum this up, Xander, I think I saw a tweet from from your brother um, and saying about you know this is what you guys dreamed of as kids was was winning cups and so on as as professional footballers. I know that can can seem a bit cliche, but has that side of it been able to sink in yet? You, you know, you've achieved something that very few people who start out loving the game get to do and get their hands on it on a major trophy.
10: It started it started to sink in a bit um, in the day. I think more when I woke up this morning and realised that it wasn't a sort of a dream that I was having. Um it was, it's that is it's it's mad to think that like you like you say obviously it's something that when you when you're a kid and you're starting at football, you know you always wanna to go and play in national finals and, and win cups and win medals. Um and thankfully, the, the opportunity came along, and you know, obviously, we managed to take it.
1: Yeah, what did you make of the game overall?
10: Um, I thought the game was probably how we expected it would be—close, um, a battle. Um, it was just—it was probably always going to be one goal that, that would win the win the game. Um, I think just on how well both teams are of you know, defensively, um, and it was just that case of whoever could whoever could score first would, would probably be the winners. I
1: mean, you've been attached to the club for a long time, and having seen the the Scottish Cup victory not so long ago, and what that meant to everyone, how much did that spur you on to try and and you know replicate that? I know a slightly different competition, but to to get that bit of success,
10: no, it was it was massive um, for me personally. Obviously, not being part of the. So I was on loan for the for the cup final, eh, the Scottish Cup final. Um, but seeing just that buzz and you know how how excited everybody was and that sort of buzz around the place to be able to to you know sort of go and make that history again and, and actually have played a part in it was was something that I wanted to do. And you know as I say, we we managed to do it.
1: How much of a, an impact has the new manager had?
10: Gaffel's been brilliant. He's come in and they had a sort of a new formation for us to, to go and to go and try. Um you know, you know the sort of training different days and what have you. Um took us probably a few a few weeks to, to get used to it, um in terms of how we how we wanted to play, but we're certainly um beating the benefits from it just now. Um we're on a, a good run of form in the league and then obviously with a the cup win yesterday. Um, we're, we're seeing the rewards for that now. So he's been great. Just a upbeat, you know, always, always getting the boys motivated to, to go and, and do stuff, um, which is a massive help.
1: And does Sean Rooney just walk about headering everything just as as practice? It seems he, he seems to always uh, get his head in the right place at the right time. Uh,
10: he's the big man, doesn't It wouldn't it surprise me if he throws things up and hits and he does them. He's just, <laughs> he's some boy. Um, but no, I hit the. Uh, Three, you know, big goals for us mm-hmm. in terms of scoring in the quarterfinal, semi and semifinal, and then getting that that winner in the final. Um, delighted for the big man. He had to had to be patient to to get into the team um, with Danny Mcnamara doing so well when he was up on loan. Um, but he's been in and he's he's been magnificent for us. Um, scored, as I say, scored crucial goals for us um, that's that got us to our success.
1: I'm going to let, let you in Well you, you're you in on the secret already Xander But for the, for the listening audience right at, at one minute to six right The phone rings as they, There's loads of phone lines here But it rings Hugh Keevans right And it's a guy who says Hi it's Sean Rooney And the producer was like like As in Sean Rooney that scored in the cup final yesterday And he goes yep And alright like what, 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 Have you got a point to make for the panel And he says Hugh Keevans told me to come on and we were like, what, what? This, this just sounds strange Like we'll try and get to the bottom of it? Now, you did tweet last night, didn't you, to say, <laughs> "And you know, if, if Sean Rooney's out there, get him to phone Super Scoreboard well, sort of uh, thing.
2: I, I went on uh, to congratulate <laughs> Johnston, Callum uh, Davidson, because I know Callum... I, oh, long time over the years and I wanted to say congratulations to him and to Liam Craig I I know Liam, another nice man, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting Xander in person uh, but I mentioned Sean Rooney and then I found out that Sean Rooney is the most famous man in Bells Hill I was inundated, one man claims that he's soon to be Sean Rooney's father-in-law another girl texted me to say that it was time Sean was in the Scotland squad so I said to the girl if you know Sean Tell him to phone in tomorrow night And good man that he is I know his Uncle Benny very very well He's great Uncle Benny uh, But I've never had the pleasure of meeting Sean But
1: well, he, there he, you are
2: Sean he, I was thinking of you
1: but, Well here's the thing right So we thought well <laughs> This is obviously a risk This guy claiming yeah, claiming to be Sean Rooney Like is it him is it not uh, And Xander we tried to get you to text him And he's not replied We just phoned this guy back And I'm not having it I don't think it's him
10: saying that He's texted me back Sorry. Oh wow! what is it?
1: at it. No, somebody's at it. No doubt about it. I'm sure it
10: of it. It was him.
3: It was it's definitely
1: him. him, yeah. Producer Chris. Oh no, he's just been pied. Chris, no, Chris has had
3: a nightmare. He's just pied the guy that scored, and they can't find the, the <laughs> phone right now. Phone <laughs> him back.
10: He says, says one keep me on and no heard back. So oh, in, your
3: course Oh no, no, no. Like me, Chris is dialing like a lot of Do Xander f- just be see just quickly, Xander? Um, you've obviously got a game in hand on St. Mirren. Is it crucial that he's trying to get that top six? Because that would be, cap it all off, really, the, the great season you've had. I,
10: I definitely, you know, it's I say, we're, we're on a, a good run of form. Obviously, none are going well at the minute, but it's it's something that we want to try and push to get, and try and get that spot in the top six. Um, you we know, you know, it'll be difficult. You know, it will be in the we there, we the at Hamilton, and then Hibs on Saturday. So, it's a tough couple of games coming up, but, Certainly, ones that we'll be looking into with that sort of focus on the mind. that you know, if you if you win these games, you've got that chance of, of breaking into the top six. Um, I think if we'd done that, it would it would top off the season.
1: Right I think we've got Sean Rooney on the line right Or we've got someone who claims to be Sean Rooney So Xander <laughs> you stay right there And you need to butt in quickly and say That's no him That's somebody that's at it Right That That, that is your job here uh, So Sean If that is really your name You'll have missed this in the last five minutes We were just debating as to To whether this was actually you uh, Who was phoning in the show Or if it was somebody that was trying to have us on So well done for yesterday by the way
13: Ah thank you very much Thank you Xander does that sound
1: like him? That that is
10: the man of the moment.
1: Brilliant! Great to have him. Uh, Sean Xander has been talking behind your back before he came on. He says he's got he's pretty sure you just throw household objects up into the air and stick the head on them, and uh, that's what's led to cup glory. Is that about right?
13: Oh, won't. My messes got a light, but it's too small for the house, and I keep on <laughs> it. To be fair, so sounds about right,
1: aye. Xander uh, kicked us off, by saying he's you know kind of calmed down from yesterday, it's starting to sink in. How are you feeling about it? All?
13: Aye, I went uh, over the moon. Um, Absolutely delighted, obviously uh, Obviously so the winner as well can not ask for much better
1: Yeah, I mean Seriously, right For everybody who loves football Scoring the winner In a, in a cup final is, is proper Dream stuff uh, Have you time To kind of look back at it And just take in How big that moment was?
13: Uh, I mean, well, obviously used to dream about it When you were a wee guy Playing cup of doubles With your pals in the park um, And you're the winner There as well uh, So uh, it's Obviously massive And I'm absolutely delighted.
1: I mean, I saw the tweets. The Bell's Hill Cafu Is that is that <laughs> going to is that going to catch on? Is that a, is that a catchy nickname?
13: I hope it doesn't catch on. Uh, I'm nowhere near that guy. Um, <laughs> that guy's a big outstanding. Oh, I'm go- just a guy for Bell's Hill. Well, I'm a big guy for Bell's
10: Hill.
1: A big now. guy for Bell's Hill. Def- uh, Zander, we can You can't be having that in the dressing room, surely? The Bell's Hill Cafu Nah,
10: me just call him as Big Big Wazza.
1: All right, okay, right, that'll do. Uh, Sean Hugh Kevens was telling us that he's been inundated with tweets about you last night, even calls for you to to get in the Scotland squad for this summer. Is that something you've got your eye on?
13: Eh, as I, when obviously there's something you of again as a, as a wee guy getting a Scotland call up, playing for your country, and um, if it happens, it
1: happens. Hugh Keaven's, I'll bring you in. I know you're you're working from home, being all well, safe and distanced.
2: First of all, Sean, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Say, say hello to your great Uncle Benny for me when you see him, tell him I was asking for him. Oh I always always telling people in this programme, the biggest trouble you can get into in newspapers are the marks out of ten. So this newspaper that I couldn't read quickly enough on Beat the Pundit, <laughs> I've looked at the marks out of ten for the St Johnston players. You get a nine, and it says Sean Rooney... Became a St. Johnston immortal when he shrugged off John Guthrie and then crashed the header home. So, not only are you the most famous man in Bell's Hill, you are an immortal in Perth. Always <laughs> oh, love that uh, not innit?
1: I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
13: what paper was it
3: shoved to exude by about 40 of them.
1: Other newspapers are available. To be fair, it was probably mortal last night and immortal tonight if oh, the celebrations have gone to plan.
13: I wish I had to drive this morning. I must admit, oh, you two—I'll
1: I'll bring you both in on this. I liked that, and bear in mind, you're live on radio, so don't don't repeat it. But there was a real Scottishness to your social media posts, both of you—just unadulterated joy with some good old-fashioned sweary words in there as well. Is it? Is that? I hope that the parents weren't watching.
13: Oh, I think I learned it off offing my dad anyway. Um, he says it how, it, how it is. Um, I always swear in front of me so.
3: Oh, there
1: you go Xander, I liked it though Both of you I think just um, summing up the emotion Letting it all pour out
10: Aye, I think that's what it was for me It was just Tweet what you're feeling And that was what I felt um, What a day it was And hopefully, hopefully there's more to come in the, the career
1: And I'm not sure I can take any credit for this at all But I'll try um, a couple of weeks ago Xander Someone got in touch Because every, every Saturday There's this running joke Right They see if you have a If you Not that it ever happens Obviously But if you ever make A, a wee mistake Or whatever I'll say Right No no way we're slagging him Because he's my neighbour He's about 6 yep. foot 5 He's far too scary um, But someone's obviously Heard that And sent me a picture Of you as a very young I mean the beard Is non-existent then uh, Young boy with, with the League Cup trophy um and I think it's with with Alex McLeish, the former Rangers manager. Um and I, I see that started to to do the rounds that picture. So does that kinda of sum it up just how long you've you've dreamt of these types
10: of moments? I, I I just remember that. It was the it was the Davy Cup uh, Cooper Cup final. Um I was at Rangers at the time and we get invited back to the after party. Um and you know, just seeing as I say, seeing the sort of the buzz in the place then is when you're a kid, sort of. And just like hopefully mm-hmm. one day I can do that um, And thankfully that day came yesterday
1: and Sean just finally from you Similar to what Alex was asking Xander How important is it now that Although this has been brilliant That, that you kick on from this And, and maybe use it to, to spur yourselves on to a top six finish
13: It'd uh, be massive for the club And obviously Getting this season ended on a high um, I think everybody wants to do that It'd uh, be a massive
1: part of the season Getting the top six Good man We'll let you get back To headering that light Sean Rooney Xander right. Clark. Well done again For yesterday Congratulations to you both And uh, thanks for joining us
9: Cheers.
1: Good you. stuff That was Xander Clark, And eventually Sean Rooney We'll be honest Thought it was just Some guy That wind up at the start But we got him And it was all good Thank you very much I'll get you lot A full time teaser next
0: Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Alex Ray and Hugh Evans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard uh, can I can settle down a little bit there Hugh Keevans that, that, that was the beauty of live radio Is this Sean Rooney Who has called us To get on the show Or is it just Some random listener Who's on to take The absolute mickey out of us But I think we got there end. It sounded like him
2: How terrific is that To really? have the goal scorer Of the <laughs> cup final Come on the programme and talk about heading lights in the house <laughs> <laughs> I like It was brilliant
3: I, I really enjoyed that Gordon I have to say Congratulations to both of them It was it's a remarkable achievement When you listen to Xander I, I just had his brother on saying he's a better goalkeeper out of the two as well So <laughs> really good story
1: I like this tweet from Andrew Dobey who says How brilliant would it have been if Xander had said no that's not him <laughs> <I can imagine. laughs> We would have had a real problem on our hands Uh, But there we go. Yeah, some good stuff from the guys and well done to them yesterday. Commiserations, of course, uh, to Livingston, Hugh, because they have been so brilliant this season. And if anything, they've maybe just tailed off at the wrong time.
2: Yeah, I mean, as I say, there were uh, scenes of human devastation there at time up, you know, uh, with Marvin Bartley clearly, visibly distressed by it all. Uh, And they've got to try and find. Their game again against Rangers on Wednesday night. So good luck to them. And to David Martin, they'll, you know, it's over and done with. They did a real great job getting there at all.
1: Right. I'll be honest with you because you know I, I like to be honest with both of you. You will not get all ten of these. I don't think. Right. I think Right. Uh, n- really. No, I think there's two in particular. Have <laughs> If they're in your newspaper, you'll get them. Uh, we're looking the for weapon Alex. Here it is. <laughs> we're looking for ten Scotland internationals. That played in the English Championship this weekend So there we go 10 <laughs> Scotland internationals that played Fletcher. In the English Championship this weekend Fletcher did not play for Stoke this weekend I know. He didn't Oh my word I could be struggling here um, Scottish yeah, I think there are two with only one cap That uh, I'll be Martial. honest I'll, Yes. Yes oh, Went off injured by the way Need to watch that with interest over the coming, yeah, coming weeks David Marshall yes uh, Hugh Right do you know I'll what I'll, leave, I'll leave it there Because I'm keen to get back To the phones as quick sure. as possible But we'll leave it bubbling away The 10 Scotland internationals Who played In the English Championship This weekend Like oh, I say Nick, Oh
3: no sorry uh, Kevin McDonald.
1: No always, so I think no. two of them Have only got one cap So I doubt you'll get them But we'll see how we get on Let's bring in Brian Who is a Celtic fan on the line Hi Brian How's it going man You all right. Oh good how are you More importantly
12: <laughs> I'm not too bad Good what's your um, point I just want to make a couple of quick points My first point is I think um, Two two key signings Have been badly missed this year First of all Obviously Chris Jones has been out the full year uh, Injured Um, Last year he made a massive impact In both boxes and big games Such as the Rangers Cup final game And also the Lazio games And stuff like that And I just think he's been a massive loss This year at the back Along with big Fraser Foster No signing him again I mean The guys touched on McGregor earlier How Good he is at Rangers And how much an impact He makes for Rangers But I think Fraser Foster Done the same at Celtic Last year And this year He's been sorely missed And my second quick point is
1: right, Let's do them first We'll split it up No problem Let you back in um, I mean Hugh On Christopher Julian Potentially yes the, the only thing I would maybe say In response to Brian Is some of Celtic's Early season failures Involved him Fereng Varos He played and the first Sparta-Prague game he played. That's not to say Celtic haven't missed him. I'm just making sure that, that, we, that we've got the time frame correct.
2: Yeah, um, it's a shame for Christopher Julian. I know he's going to be out a long time now. Uh, Celtic have had a lot of self-inflicted wounds this season. There's no getting away from that. They just have not been good enough. But they have had uh, no luck in terms of Julian. And I think they made a mess of the Fraser Forster situation. They, they waited too long for Fraser. I do understand that he was magnificent for Celtic last season. Without a shadow of a doubt. But they waited too long. And then bought the wrong goalkeeper. Instead of getting David Marshall for a song. They paid a fortune to get a Greek goalkeeper. Who simply cannot settle in this country. And I think the goalkeeping position began the destabilisation of the whole team.
1: Listen, mm. the Celtic's. Problems this season Who have been lengthy Clearly They have been Self-inflicted As you say On a number of them but I wonder if you've been A bit harsh on, on Fraser Forster Now looking back on it Did Fraser Forster Want to come back to Celtic oh,
2: no, no. It's it's his prerogative To turn Celtic down I I, I don't dispute that but That's uh, what
1: I'm saying Even by acting quicker then What if that situation Couldn't have been changed
2: Well I think That Celtic Should have taken the initiative and, and said Look he's hesitant He's showing no signs Of wanting to come back and gone earlier Now they have gone late And have gone to the wrong target entirely How do you can overlook David Marshall A Celtic supporter Who has a home in Glasgow It's a serious mistake
3: Yeah yeah, absolutely They did, Without doubt they waited too long And then by that time uh, Craig Gordon gone The whole debacle has been a, an issue And then when you go back to Julian For me he's one of the better uh, centre-halves within the division So clearly Celtic have lost him uh, Him being there
1: yeah, I mean, Brian's right as well about this, the other box as well. Maybe if you're in one of those days where you're not, things aren't going your way. I and mean, take take Ross County the other night, yeah. right? the, the final game for Neil Lennon. Celtic weren't great, but it was it was a game they still should have won. Yeah, they, they had the most traffic. chances and, and the most uh, possession. And if you look at some of the goals he popped up with previously, I'm thinking the League Cup final, obviously Lazio um, There was, a, was there was a winner against Aberdeen and a, a kind of two-one win, I think. Um, yeah, so in the, the opposition box as without well
3: Without a doubt He's clearly a threat It uh, plays for and against Gordon And um, you know uh, with, with, Listen, you pay £7 million You expect him to be Kind of lively They'll miss him He will come back again this summer It'll be a, another good addition For whoever takes over at Celtic uh, Brian, what was your other point?
12: My second point is just a quick one um, many, many moons ago Before Ronnie Dyla got the Celtic job Roy Keane was offered a job I just think that would that would be Hollywood, I mean, I know The guys like to talk about Hollywood Roy Keane versus Stephen Gerrard I think that would be something special So what do you think about Maybe taking Roy Keane back Going back to Celtic as a manager? Oh,
3: I thought listen I listen. I, I don't think that would be the ideal situation When I listen to Roy as a pundit He's wanting to punch people He's wanting to leave them off the bus If you started all that with a modern day player for me, that wouldn't wash for five minutes. No, I know he's he's got good motivational skills, but you'd have to find another way. You couldn't do the old uh, baseball, but it doesn't work with modern day players.
2: Hugh, he's been out of management for too long. He's far too combustible, as Alec has said. And uh, at the moment, the last thing Celtic need is another uh, combustible personality in the dressing room. Uh, I I know that. The Celtic supporters have a, an attachment to Roy Keane, he has played for Celtic, but it was too late when he came to Celtic as a player, and it's too late to come as a manager, not for me.
1: What makes you disagree with that, Brian?
12: I just think he's mellowed over the years, he's learnt a lot, he's been at the, the island camp with Martin O'Neill, so they learnt a lot, a lot of Martin He's always got experiences He went under Sir Alex Ferguson as well when he was at Manchester United. I just think uh, the guy's never really had a big top top job, and it was the same kind of situation with Steven Gerrard. He never had a top job, and look at what he's done at Rangers. So there's no reason Roy King couldn't come in and do something special at Celtic, in my opinion.
1: I must admit, hey, yesterday, if that's him mellowed with Jamie Rednap yesterday on the TV, Alex, <laughs> I, I would not like to see him pre
3: mellow. I'm just pleased they were in a different uh, location because I'm sure Roy would have got him, had a right good dig at him, um, but you know you what you call you know uh, perhaps the
1: type of character that wouldn't fit can you see why some people might think yeah. that's that's motivational that's
3: inspirational he obviously had an unbelievable playing yeah. career was a, was a heck of a player Still no. As you said as well the, He's been out of the game For quite a, a while uh, He went to several clubs as well He, he got heavily backed I mean seriously backed at, at Sunderland Spent a lot of money On championship players Now when he went to the To the next step up Sunderland didn't have the money To go again And so There wasn't a great deal Of pre-planning for that So I just think Tough club to succeed at that Though is it not Yeah now? but they, they were actually At that particular at the time, time They were yeah. actually on a, They were spending a fortune But so um, You know If he came up to Celtic He would have a very good uh, kind of squad of players He would have money to spend It's a new project So you know uh, The circumstances Might well suit him But I just mean In terms of his personality I think he's a wrong guy in, uh, in the wrong movie Right Brian Thank you very much That was Brian
1: In Sterling 01419511025 On the teaser Anybody? Oh
3: I'm in fire How many couple, do you want? Two uh, Shinny. Yep uh, Patterson Yes Hugh
1: Scott McKenna Didn't play for Nottingham Forest
12: Oh, but Another Linden one
1: Linden Dykes Lyndon Dykes Yes well done So Pretty four sure. down And six to get We're going to speak to George Who's a Rangers fan In the south side he wants to talk about Nathan Patterson Very soon Let's start hearing from A few more Of the weekend's managers Though quickly Just before we do that I think was it Alex Ray You gave the Steelmen Your result of the weekend I did do yeah uh, Graham Alexander He's praising his players He says they gave Absolutely everything He knew it would be tough But believes they deserved All three points There's not one time To look at a player For any half a second more. The minute
5: that they weren't giving it up. And well, Jordan has got a fantastic goal for us and he competed brilliantly. But the front three were such a handful for for Hibbs today. The midfield midfield three were like dogs of war behind them and all the scraps and all the dirty stuff. And and the back four and the goalkeeper were were magnificent. and that's what it took for a team to uh, to win it. It was a real tough game because we know what
1: you're going to get. At Hibs is um, a brilliant team, and um, but we deserve three points. Huge win that Hugh Evans, especially um, uh, given that I'm not sure many people would have given Motherwell the chance of, or you know, the hope of winning three points in that one. Comanek um, uh, picking up a point and, and various other results over the not only the weekend but during the, the midweek and so on. It was a, a huge three points.
2: I think Motherwell would have taken everyone by surprise. You know, it, it takes them eight points away from Hamilton at the bottom of the table. Um, it, it has to give everyone renewed heart uh, because they, they did stumble, but the they good nil nil draw against St Mirren midweek, they followed it up with another uh, clean sheet and three points this time. So, as I say, as long as the manager learns to answer questions properly after the game, they'll be fine.
1: Football, Alex Ray, is a funny old game. Jordan Roberts cannot get a game at Hearts who are in the Championship and are being criticised for some of their performances in particular in wide areas. He gets a lone move up a division to Motherwell, doesn't necessarily hit the ground running in the first few games and all of a sudden comes in against St Mirren,
3: does well, in again at the weekend, scores one, sets up one. Yeah absolutely Gordon And I have to say I was—I thought the finish Was absolutely sublime You know I thought The ball round the corner From uh, Tony Watt He's got the march On the defender But still a lot of work To be done there The way he slots at home And he, and he looked a constant threat I think he had a hand In the other goal as yeah, well he, he passed it to Devante Yeah Columbia. so you look at that So he's had a big impact And listen If if you're getting let go To go alone loan somewhere And you want to showcase What you can do You're better doing it At the top table As opposed to the, the championship and, and you know As I said over the recent weeks I don't think hearts Are absolutely flying The, the games in which I've saw them So mm well done him still a lot of football to be played yeah. Hugh um, but given that St Mirren
1: won it looks like th- they are very much in the driving seat for top 6 we'll touch on them specifically a bit more but what that also does is it means Motherwell are really looking down the way it's about making sure that they they don't get dragged in they are now 7 points above Kilmarnock who are in 11th uh, and then 8 points above Hamilton who are bottom but they've got a game in hand is that how safe for Motherwell
2: Um, nah, I think they'll be fine Uh, they'll eventually crawl out of it all uh, because they've they've got too many good players uh, and the return of Declan Gallagher uh, at the heart of the defence, he got uh, a cameo role at the weekend but he's he's back from injury he's got a a big say in what happens Uh, the, the one I'm getting distressed about would be Hamilton Ackies because they've got St Johnston, the cup winners on Wednesday night you'd have to think that St Johnston with um, Sean Rooney heading everything in sight in the Hamilton Ackies dressing room uh, will be too much for them so the Ackies are up against it I think and Ross County because they've played um, a game more than the Ackies, Kilmarnock have actually played two games more than the Ackies but for me Motherwell Motherwell will go in an upward Upwardly mobile direction.
1: And if they don't, I know exactly who to blame you. So let's bring in George in the South Side, see what he's got for us. Hi, George.
11: How you doing, guys? He's alright? Not bad at all. What's your point tonight? Well, it's a bit old news, that's what I'm saying to the producer. It's obviously on the Nathan Parsons subject, so mm-hmm. I'm sorry to bring it up again, what but I just felt I had to kinda of get this point across right. So firstly, uh, I hope he's listening. I need to praise the guy, like what a goal uh, to come on and score that and the angle that he put it away at that was world class, if you ask me. Uh, for a nineteen year old as well. Uh he done really well. Now basically a lot of people were saying, Look, how did he even get a game? That's unbelievable. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Uh, he was meant to be punished, blah blah blah. Gerard's let him off. Now, really we see when you think about it, did Gerard really have a choice because Brian Jack's injured. Balakin came off injured. So who do we have for a right back? That that was the deal in Endo. It could only have been him. Eh uh, so I just wanted to touch base on that and see what you guys thought. I mean,
1: I, I do get that, but I mean you, whilst you have fit and available players, John, you've always got a choice, don't you? I mean, it had Steven Stephen Gerrard played him because he's obviously Forgiven him or he wants to draw a line under it You know you, you've always got a choice Had he really wanted to He still could have left him out And just stuck anybody else there Or went three at the back or whatever
11: Yeah, well that's what I was saying as well Like if that was the case If he wasn't even in the squad If he punished him that severely I think Rangers would have been In a wee bit more trouble I'm not saying we wouldn't have gone on to win the game Because I think The way we were playing just now is like Outstanding So I couldn't see us really losing out But I think we would have found it a lot more difficult if we had to reshuffle the formation eh, because Lukaku was causing us severe problems down that side, and I think Balogun is a centre back through and through. We know he can play on the right, but I think he was struggling purely because he's mass. He's a big guy running up and down that wing. He can't do what Tavernier can do, and I thought obviously Lukaku was kind of giving him a bit of an issue up yeah. and down that side. So. If anything, I think that was a godsend that Nathan Patterson came on because he seemed to handle him pretty well. Do you guys agree? Hugh?
2: For me, Stephen Gerrard did what was best for Rangers and that was uh, his decision to make because until such time as the SFA say, right, uh, we want to deal with these players for the breach of uh, the pandemic protocols, until such time as the governing body makes that move, Stephen Gerrard had a player who is an employee of the club who was available for selection and he played him. I see nothing at all wrong with that. It's for the SFA now to progress this matter further and until they do, Patterson can continue playing.
1: Because Alex, yeah. the, the notion that he has not been punished um, is not really accurate because as Hugh says, and a Scottish FA punishment yes. might follow. And in terms of internally Yeah he was allowed to play But he, he might have been fined Two weeks wages yeah. we, we, we don't know We're not privy to
3: that Information well, I, I'm not 100% certain But I'm led to believe That there was a, a Club fine For all the players Who uh, Stepped out of line Gordon Stephen Gerrard's options Were Obviously Tavernier was out Balligan uh, Picked up a knock And Ryan Jack Was struggling also Gordon So it makes sense To play a guy Who was there I said this a few weeks ago Because we weren't quite sure Who, who the individuals were I say, but whatever happens when it comes to the point of actually playing them, if it means going on and winning titles and competing at a higher level and uh, 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 progressing in the Europa League, Stephen Gerrard will most certainly do that because it's his so, so do, you, do you
1: think then, had Tavernier been available, had Balogun been performing a bit better, had Ryan Jack been fit to slot in, might Nathan Patterson have been, been left out in, in storage a bit longer? <laughs> Well, we'll never know I guess the, well,
3: the, the th- Again it's hypothetical For me Patterson's been in and about it Gordon So you 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 would assess your squad And then you would try and work out What places he he could have come in Which is obviously it right wasn't back. just him of course The other no, 2 no, didn't, and, they and, back. and the thing is The other players Again there's no cover at Left back for uh, Barisic So you obviously have Bassey there And then you Zungu come back in as well So to answer that question is They would most certainly Have come back in Because you're covering Various positions
1: George thank you very much That was George in the south side Any more
3: on the teaser here? Kenny McLean Yes Oh brilliant well you
1: done.
3: I'm going to go for Grant Hanley Yep um, Jordan Archer. He was on the bench Oh used you're sub. Me on And Martin. what a shout that would have I been know, he got like
1: one cap Or something <laughs> And he was on the bench
3: <laughs> Well so when you said one cap What about The boy Martin
1: No Not unless I missed him But no I don't think so um, Do you know the one I'm talking about It used to be the centre yeah, forward Chris Martin, yeah. yeah Chris Martin uh, Hugh any more from you Mm. Uh, I'll give you some thinking time You've got 6 down 4 to get We'll get them next
0: Number 1 For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
1: We're into the final part Of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard It's Hugh Cavens The Beat the Pundit Newspaper Cheat And Alex Ray Who are teaming up On tonight's Full time (laughs) teaser Big thanks uh, To Stephen. In Airdrie For sending this in It's fulltime At Clyde1.com If you want to hear Your question That's where it goes Fulltime At Clyde1.com Can you name The 10 Scotland Internationals Who played In the English Championship This weekend Grant Hanley Kenny McLean Lyndon Dykes Callum Patterson David Marshall Graham Shinney You've got four to get Alex Ray Very excitable At the break <laughs> You said to me I've got one But I can't remember His name
3: Which is Which is yeah. Tends to be problematic. Hugh, this is when you come back in. He was a uh, Watford wing back, very small. Um, Forget him, Akechi Anya. Anya, nah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, Jordan Roberts. Is this the guy whose name you can't remember? No, I was the other wee guy. All right, was it? Oh, I got this one wrong as well. Hugh, you know the again. Jordan
1: Roberts from... is the guy that just scored for Motherwell at the weekend. No, but you're close. Uh, you are close.
3: It's a centre forward. Hugh went for about 15 million down the road. Jordan oh. Rhodes yeah, <laughs> uh, we got there in the end. Uh, Jordan Rhodes,
1: any more from you, you
12: Hugh? Go.
1: Barry Bannon, brilliant. brilliant oh, by junk. the way, by the way, I've maybe done you two of this service because the only ones remaining now, easy I don't know the ones I said you would never get. So you've got there quite quickly. Right, okay. These two, I've got two caps between them, so all right, okay, pretty tough. But we'll see. We'll see. You've you've surpassed my ex- my <laughs> admittedly low expectations. Um. So we'll see how you. You get on We're going to bring in Adam Who's a Celtic fan very soon Let's hear from some more managers though, Who did important things At the weekend Jim Goodwin Would be one of them He admits The penalty they got Against Ross County Was soft He thinks a draw Might have been fair But he's more than happy To take all three
14: I think the Colin Has got the wrong side Of the defender But it was soft There's absolutely No doubt about it And I've You know Made my feelings clear on some of the penalty decisions that have been given against us this season already. So I'm not going to stand here and you know pull the wool over anybody's eyes and say that that was a stonewall penalty. It wasn't. But that's the way the game has gone, unfortunately. And if we don't do something about it, then you know that's the way it is. You know, there's far too many soft penalties given. You know, thankfully today it went for us. But I would much rather be standing here talking about the two or three great goals that we scored. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But I don't think it's a dive. I don't think it was simulation. I do think there was a slight bit of contact. Was it enough for the big man to go over? I don't know. I need to watch it back. I haven't had a chance to see it back. But, you know, the performance wasn't great. A lot of tired legs and a lot of tired minds out there. I think that's their 11th game in 32 days or something like that. I've never known a run of fixtures like that in my whole career. So for the boys to have put in the amount of effort that they've put in up to now uh, and to be still in the position that we're in, I think is great credit to the group.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I agree with what you said there For me, it wasn't a penalty, Gordon uh, For the guy to get down in the manner which he did It's almost as if his legs had collapsed away from him uh, Listen, see if they, And I agree also that the defender got caught on the wrong side Which actually kind of gave the referee a decision to make But you take them, Gordon uh, You know, sometimes you don't Deserve three points But when they come My god you're absolutely delighted Waiting against in Jim a great opportunity To cement that top six
1: Hugh life comes at you fast In Scottish football It was a matter of time Before St Mirren Got a dodgy penalty Not long after Jim Goodwin Had his say About players going down Too easily
2: Yeah he wanted Everyone to name And shame uh, The divers in the game But anyway He's got away with one there Uh, He's done a terrific job under very difficult circumstances at St Mirren. I'm quite sure they will finish top six. They are running on empty, though, and uh, that's not the kind of condition to be in when your next game is Rangers at Ibrox. But he's the only manager in Scotland this season to have beaten Rangers, and he will still be the only manager in Scotland to have beaten Rangers when this season ends.
1: Uh, We're going to finish with Adam in Curfin, so let me quickly just one other big talking point to acknowledge. Important point for Tommy Wright to get something on the board, get a goal without to even a, with, start
3: things off. Without a shadow of doubt, Gordon, because uh, the eight losses before that was really alarming, and, and hence the reason why they're second bottom of the table. It gives them something to build on, and you know, but they need to get their acting in, into gear because they have been struggling badly. Well, Lafferty would be a big bonus. I was going to
1: say they were clearly a lot better, he played a part in that. Were they hard done by Disallowed goal Kyle Lafferty Tommy Wright Thought it should have stood Yeah
3: I have to be honest with you I did I thought it was really? A, a yeah. legitimate goal But uh, listen sometimes When you're down the bottom These things don't mm. go for you
1: I I admire Alex's um, What's the word I'm looking for Commitment to that Hugh Because I, I, I couldn't really tell I must admit Did you have any thoughts On whether it should or shouldn't have stood
2: yeah, I'm glad Xander Clark's away now Because goalkeepers are A protected species I didn't think there was anything wrong with the challenge on the goalkeeper, and Lafferty stuck the ball in from the rebound. Uh, I thought it was a good goal, and I, I think uh, Dundee needed to get away with one there.
1: Okay, Adam, Celtic fan from Kerfin, what's your point tonight?
15: Just uh, the John Kennedy thing. The, the game is Saturday, I was watching the game on Saturday, I, I seen his line up, I said, hey, that's no bad. Started well, got the goal, high tempo. Alright, the, Klam- the Klamala, that, that's the dodgy one. he I don't think, I think Adam's
1: gone. Um, yeah. uh, might might the, try and get the, Adam the, back, but Hugh, I think we were getting the gist of, we started talking about
2: Patrick Klamala, was it? Anyway, yeah, um, but, but, John Kennedy. For me, Gordon, Celtic keep on playing, and and now John Kennedy's done it as well. The Celtic keep on playing Klamala to try and prove he hasn't been a waste of money. And I'm afraid he will never do it Celtic. And he's one player who will have to go in the summertime cull as well. But with regard to John Kennedy, again, it's this almost personal in nature criticism that he gets here. Can I, just, to...
1: can I just quiz you on that though, right? Because you, you might be right for some people, but you referenced it with a, a previous caller and you can reference in it again. I'm not. I, I'm not sure Adam's been personal about John Kennedy and I'm not sure the first caller was either. I know some people might well, be, but that doesn't mean there's... everyone is.
2: The first caller, to my way of thinking, picked on John Kennedy, having been at Celtic for years and his playing career having ended, almost as if Celtic were keeping John Kennedy on because they felt they owed him something. John Kennedy's worked very hard for Celtic in terms of what he's done on the coaching side. So I think it's unfair. I think it's also unfair to think that Neil Lennon goes and in the first match after Neil Lennon has gone everything will
1: change. Yeah, Adam, I think we've got Adam back. So, Adam, uh, if you could quickly round off your point, I think the gist of it was going to be, wasn't it, that you didn't think John Kennedy made enough changes, didn't put his own stamp on things. I
15: I, I, I he changed it right, but he, I thought he changed it right. He brought on, he must have thought the team was getting tired. They brought on Sorrell in, in, in the same midfield as Brown. came a strike, that left, left Eddie up front himself. Twice, Eddie knocked the ball on. And Eddie. You know what I mean And Eddie, Eddie's wasting a lot of boys to Getting far too greedy Because he thinks he's the main man He's the only man that's playing up front We need to sort it out We've got the best finisher Probably in Scotland Sitting on the bench twiddling his thumbs I don't know what he's done wrong
1: But again though Adam That's a good question right Does this not go back to some of the stuff We said around about Neil Lennon Why is it John Kennedy's fault For not picking Lee Griffiths Or Albion Yeti? Instead of Lee Griffiths or Albin Yeti's fault for not being better.
15: Well, I don't know what's... I don't, nobody knows what's happening in there. We don't know what Griffiths has done. Uh, I mean, he's, if, he's, if he's that bad, why put him on the bench? If you've got him on the bench, he must be fit to play. You know what I mean? He should be playing because he's the best finisher at the club. And guaranteed, that, that boy would have scored two or three goals at the weekend there. i come out if you have hit a bam door.
3: Oh, listen. See, the thing is about uh, the Lee Griffiths. It goes back to trust. He turned up in pre-season. He was overweight. Uh, he get an opportunity to come back into the team, uh, and then again, Neil Lennon had a pop at him just before Christmas, around about that time as well. So, there's clearly something not right there because if there's a fit Lee Griffiths, he's, he's in the mix. Gordon, he hasn't scored goals on a regular basis for a long time. Uh, so, there's clearly an issue there that Clamala does go in, in front of him because he's only scored three goals, Clamala. So. Mm. That, that is clearly an issue Adam thanks
1: Nice to speak to you That was Adam and Carfin 01419511025 Is probably best That you take it down uh, And give us a call back tomorrow Because we won't have time To squeeze it in this evening What we will do Is have time to finish This teaser Named the 10 Scotland internationals Who played In the English Championship This weekend uh, So you're doing pretty well You've got yeah. Grant Hanley Kenny McLean Lyndon Dykes Jordan Rhodes Barry Bannon Callum Patterson David Marshall And Graham Shinney Two to get They've only got one cap each um,
3: right Barry there. Douglas
1: Yes That's an outstanding oh. shout from you Alex Ray
3: Well done And I'm struggling for the last If you give me the team I'll get them I'll get them Not a chance I'll not get them No, nah, don't think so <laughs> He said that we have authority I, I like that Coventry one. Coventry would be No I've not got a chance Hugh <laughs> Coventry Oh uh, Started up here at Kilmarnock
1: Kilmarnock um, And he's got one Scotland cap Quite a while ago This will This will surprise you Is that right? I'll well, tell you i put you No out. no just get, Oh no
3: no B- initials, position initials. Uh, position s- yeah. Second
1: of central midfielder LK Liam His namesake made a good save For Kelly? motherwell Liam Kelly
3: I'd never got
1: that I, knew, I, I just you. did I told you <laughs> Right Hugh, thank you very much That was Hugh and Alex Thanks for all your calls uh, And your tweets Another busy start to the week Lots happening across this week In Scottish football So make sure you join Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Tomorrow We'll see you then And Johnny Campbell is up next